0: Hey busy business people, I am here today with another entrepreneur taking action, Julie Jones. She is a former police officer, former SWAT member, and an international bestseller who helps entrepreneurs face their fears, level up, and get shit done. And I'm here today to show you how she does it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, like, you have an impressive background, right? Police, SWAT, international bestseller, business coach. Obviously, you know how to get shit done, right? How did you shift gears into, like, helping entrepreneurs tackle fear? Like, that's a big shift from what you were doing. And why did you do that? And what do you, like, how does that work?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad we've got, like, several hours to talk about <laughs> <all of> that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody's going to be like, cut, cut, cut. I'm going to make this quick and to the point. So I grew up with a servant's heart. You know, I really learned about volunteering at a young age, and I love to give back, and I really enjoy being with people. So I thought somehow I could do that with law enforcement. Now, I did it about that much, <laughs> right? Because you're not around a lot of positivity. Yeah. But the one thing that I took from law enforcement that still plays a huge role in my life today is here today, gone tomorrow. Like nobody guarantees you anything. There is no promise of tomorrow. For whatever reason, I believe your expiration date's on the back of your head. That's just what I believe. And we don't know when that date's going to show up. And that's it. And so I am so passionate about helping people to live in the moment, live their best life now. And I know that can be kind of cliche. You know, some people are like, oh, yeah, we've heard this before. But I truly am about it because there are so many choices that we're faced in a day. And it's your choices that make the difference on how you live.
0: I love that. I love that so, so, so much. Like, why do you think that fear is such a big thing? I know that's a big part of what you help people like in the entrepreneurial community tackle, like why is fear so big?
1: A lot of it stems from sometimes just, you know, the inability to make a decision and feeling like you're going to make the wrong decision. Right. So I believe that every single fear stems from two. I'm not good enough and I'm not loved. So the sense of human rejection is so big So like sometimes you just face these moments and you don't want to be rejected. I mean, none of us want to be rejected. I don't know. For whatever reason, everybody hates hearing the word no. But to me, no means not right now. Okay, thank you. At least you gave me an answer. I'm not sitting on the fence waiting for a decision, right? And so it's those moments that we're faced with a decision, not knowing how we want to move forward, maybe not knowing how to move forward is why we have so much fear sometimes in our lives
0: that makes a lot of sense and i know as business owners we have so many decisions to make i mean even all the way down to like the clothes you put on that morning based on what you're doing are you going to be on a podcast that day are you meeting with an important client that day are you like literally from the moment we get up it's nonstop decisions and it's like i like to think of it in terms of mental calories you know, you wake up every day and you've only got so many mental calories to spend and it's like, where do you want to put them? You know, like you could agonize over your shirt choice for the day <laughs> and that could eat up a hundred of your 2000 available calories or you can just grab one or do like me. I've already sorted mine into a pile. So it's like all the shirts in this pile or the I can wear them on camera shirts and all the ones over here or I can wear them on the camera. Just <laughs> absolutely terrible. Um, and
1: you know, one of the things that you can think about, Christina, maybe this will help you, because I'm all about giving tips, mm-hmm. right? So you're absolutely right. We are faced with a million decisions first thing that we get up in the morning, and a lot of our stuff that we decide, like our willpower and like our our beliefs and you know determination, all starts off really strong in the morning, and as we face more decisions all day long, it wanes, right? And by the end of the the night, like sometimes you're just not making the best choices. That you did in, in the beginning. So my advice is that like, if you really spend a lot of energy picking out what you're wearing in the morning, do it the night before you go to bed. Yeah. That's one less decision that you have to make. And whatever you made is that decision that night, stick with it yeah. because you don't want to keep changing your mind all the time. Whatever you decided is perfect. Really, you could wear the same outfit six times in a week. And how many people really would notice or pay attention?
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's one of the biggest things I love. I love what you just said. And I want to emphasize it. Stick with it. You make a decision, you have to just stick with it. Um, I think we bounce between things so many times. Like We'll decide that we're going to do this thing. And then like, before we've even fully finished it or even given it time to see if the thing's going to work, we bounce to another thing. You know, it's like, I'm in marketing, we, you know, help people market their businesses. And it's like, people will constantly chase these shiny objects all the time. And they won't give something enough time to see if it's even going to work. But they'll commit to one strategy. Two weeks later, they're like, "Eh, I don't think this is going to work. We'll move to something else. It's like, you just launched it a day ago. Like, (laughs) give it a minute. (laughs) It'll be
1: okay. Absolutely. Nothing happens overnight, right? I mean, we all want to think that success because we see it sometimes and other people and we think it happened overnight and if you really delve into their story you'll find that it took years to get to the point of where they are
0: yeah well and a lot of people chase the wrong things too i mean it's like i've read i don't know how many books i've talked i don't know how many people and when they started their business they basically created a job with themselves as the worst boss they've ever had you know and it's like they don't think about well, okay why did you really why are you in business? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? And it's like, oh, well, I wanted money, time, freedom. Do you have any of those things? Good point. And, you know, so like you want to dive off and maybe go get a job. And it's like, you have to hire people. You have to do things. Like, I was talking with Ryan Dice the other day and I asked the question. I'm like, when you've hit, you know, Ryan Dice, head of digital marketer, scalable in hundreds of different companies level, do you ever get bored? you've got very talented people doing all the stuff for you. Are you ever bored? He goes, no, I created optionality to do the things that I enjoy doing and not do the things that I don't enjoy doing. So it's like in one moment, like right now I enjoy teaching this class. So I'm teaching it. But the next time we do the class, I may not want to, I have very talented people that can teach it instead of me. But right now, this time I wanted to, it's like that stuck with me. That stuck with me so hard that it's like creating optionality in your business by making decisions, by feeling that fear and, you know, still doing the thing and committing to the decision. So I absolutely love that. Um, I saw something else too. I was watching one of your videos and you talked about hiding behind masks and discovering what being you can look like. I don't know if you remember that video or not, but it it was very powerful. And I'd love for you to share some of that with our audience. Well, it's
1: interesting. It's one of the themes that I really do love to speak on is being authentic and being vulnerable, and it really comes down to knowing that you're enough. See, we were all given amazing gifts. Everybody has a specialty, right? I, I, we just we come to this world, we're given that gift, and finding that passion and purpose. Because what you just talked about with Ryan, like when you are doing what you absolutely love, it doesn't seem like work. And I do the same thing. I farm out those tasky things, those things that I just don't like to address in my business. I'm finding other experts in their area because you know what? I'm giving them a gift because that's their passion and that's what they love to do. So a lot of times we hide behind the mask again because we don't feel that we're good enough. There's this fear behind if people really knew who I was or who I am, they're not going to like me. They're not gonna to want to do business with me. And I'm here to tell you that like when people really do know who you are and they connect with you, it's a whole different form of connection, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, as human beings, we're all lie detectors. We know when somebody's given us a crack of crap, right? Yep. I mean, it's like the BS meter is going ding, 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 this person is saying one thing, but behind closed doors, they're completely doing something else. But when people really, truly feel your heart and they know that you are who you say you are, there's just that immediate like, hey, you are somebody that I want to get to know, somebody I'm connected with. Here's the biggest thing as well. People don't want to feel alone. So when you're vulnerable and you share your story of who you truly are, that's probably resonating with more people then you even realize, and that gives them the hope that they're not alone either.
0: I mean, that's why we connect, I think, with some of the biggest people like Tony Robbins and stuff like that, like his, his energy. You can tell he is enjoying what he does. He's bouncing around on stage, pepping up the audience, getting the hurrahs And like, he's having a blast. You know, it's like we connect with people that are having fun. That's why you see, I think, business owners that they're sitting there and they're like making videos and because they have it on their to-do list and I need to be more present on video. And so they're just making videos for YouTube. And it's like, you don't, you don't connect because they're not doing something they they wanted to do. They're doing something to check off a box on a list. They're not having fun. They're not enjoying it. And we mm-hmm. feel it. And that's not an energy we want to be around in our lives. I think that was why, like when I watched that masking video of yours, it just, it connected with me so hard. Cause it's like, I, I like avidly consume knowledge. I watch videos. I read books. That's one of my superpowers is I can consume knowledge at like superhuman speeds and like go and implement it. So it's like you get so many people that you can tell you can tell. And you just immediately your trust level goes down. Your interest level goes down. It's like they have to like what they're doing every day.
1: Well, and you just made a really good point, Christina, that I, I just want to bring out. As you said that, you know, you absorb the knowledge but then you're implementing it. Like, see, that is such a huge key that sometimes people miss that step. Like, I love to learn. We all love to sometimes go to seminars. We're doing all these things, but then we get super excited, super motivated, and then we do nothing with it. It's a lot of times when you do hear key things in anybody's presentation, I always suggest take one thing. One thing that really resonates with you and take the time to implement it. Most habits take on average about 90 days to really stick, to have that stick-to-itiveness, if you want to say. (laughs) So it's like, what are you going to do that you're going to do consistently every single day? And now like that can make a shift. But too many people start with wanting to do everything. Oh my gosh, I just read this book and I want to implement all of it. And then none of it ever gets done because they attempt to do too many things.
0: Well, and I think we chase the dopamine, right? Like you hear this thing where people just struggle with motivation all the time. They can't make, they need accountability. That's why people hire accountability coaches or they need somebody to help them get motivated. And it came from the dieting world, but I love what this chick said. She's like, you don't need motivation. You need commitment. Like nobody can force motivation upon you. Nobody's going to get you motivated, but I think we go to these things like Tony Robbins and Dean Grazioso and it's like we go to these big, powerful speakers and absorb their energy because we need motivation. We need the kick in the pants. So we're chasing the dopamine to get the motivation. But the problem is once the person that motivated you to do a thing is gone, like you're not, you're already done with their course, you're done with their seminar, and now you're just sitting here with a big pile of what now? And you just, you freeze, right? Because now you're in decision land which is exactly where you start feeling all those fears. And so like, you maybe get one or two little things done, but you don't just like, I'm just going to trust what they told me. And I'm going to implement exactly what they said to implement, because now you have fears and it's like, you want to go to them and you want to ask questions. And of course, going to them is exorbitantly expensive because you know, so you can't. And so you meander around and you second guess and you end up never implementing the thing that you, you know, paid for the course or paid for the seminar or whatever. And it's like, that's a huge part of it. Like Yeah. I feel like it just really is just such a huge, huge, huge part. Um I know speaking to fears, like what do you think is the biggest one? Like if you had to name like one fear, one thing that is keeping them from like doing something, what do you think that would be and how should they get past it?
1: It always revolves in my opinion around Again, this whole idea of that, you're just not good enough. Like, I'm not valuable. I'm not worthy, right? Because for so many of us, a lot of times when you're operating from scarcity, then that's, you know, that those are those underlying programs and those underlying fears that are really um, playing a role. So what comes to mind for me, and you just kind of alluded to it a little bit, is it's just taking action. It's sometimes all-out massive action. Like when you don't have time to stop and think about it, ignorance by fire, right? How many people do you know that start something and they don't even know what they're doing and they're having all the success? It's like kind of the idea of start before you're ready and stop worrying about what everybody else is going to think because everybody's worried about themselves, right? Like yeah. if you really realized how much people were really paying attention or really worried about what you were doing, I mean the sky's the limit. There was something I heard once and it's always really stuck with me. So the Grim Reaper comes to your door, right, and says knock knock knock. Today's the day, like, you know, you're you're done. Like, uh, you know, you're you're going to your deathbed, right? And you say, no, 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 no. I still have so many things that I have to accomplish. Then you call your, your best friend, right? And you say, hey, the Grim Reaper's at my door. Will you take my place? And of course, they're going to say no, right? So then why do you allow other people to live for you? Like, why do you take their opinions and everything so much to heart when you're the one that's living your life? It's like, do what you want to do have fun just be you like I I always like to say this is my fun thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man I love that
1: my googly eye glasses I've known for my googly eye glasses and really one of the things that I love to do oh you've got some oh you've got cat ears yep. I love it I love it
0: and these little paddles everybody laughs at me so bad about my little paddles <laughs> Because I'll be in a meeting or something. Everybody's like, what did y'all think of that? And I'll be like, what? You know? And But like so many people remember me. And I think that's as goofy as these things are. And I know we are having fun with this at the moment. The thing that happens is you made a connection with another human. Like it kills me in all these meetings. And I know I'm sidetracking here. But this is a little soapbox that I think is so powerful. You go to all these things, you buy all these things, right? All these memberships, these coaching programs, you buy all this stuff. And then you go into the zoom calls and you don't turn your camera on and you don't turn your microphone on and you don't ask questions in the chat and you don't participate. And you wonder why you're not getting value out of the thing you're in. And it's like, I'm very introverted. And now I'm hanging out on a recording with cat ears playing with paddles. And I had to learn to do those things But it has literally changed my life. Like, if there's one thing that's changed my life over the last year, it's been turning my camera on. And whether I'm nervous or not, just being present. And to me, it ended up turning into a manners thing. Like, would you ever sit in a conference or room with live humans and play with your phone or ignore the speaker? No. You would turn around, you would face, you would have manners to do it in Zoom. That's my little soapbox moment, but...
1: Well, I love it. And we could really go off on a tangent on that because there are so many things that I am in agreement with. And you're right. It's just common courtesy again. Mm -hmm. And I and I love technology, but I also think technology has become such a big issue for all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're so used to having things just like that and that if we're not getting them that quickly or we're not getting the response or. I mean, so you reach out to a potential client and they don't respond back to you. You automatically go sometimes to, well, they must not like me, or maybe I'm charging too much, or you have all these crazy thoughts that come to your mind and maybe they're just busy. They have a life too, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like really sometimes, and that's why I use the glasses is that first of all, two reasons to remind people that everybody comes from a different perspective and has had a different life experience. None of us are the same. You know, you and I could be in a room for Tony Robbins, right? And so you could be crying and I could be laughing on, but based on something he's saying. And that's just because of our life experience. Then the googly glasses are another reason to remind people to have fun. Yeah. Don't be so serious. Like, you know, you can still be professional and you can still have fun. Like we as human beings, sometimes we have too many have to's. Like, I don't like have tos. I want to get to. Like, I want to get to be, you know, in a seminar and making an impact just maybe by smiling or making eye contact or doing something that people are not expecting. And most people are never expecting the googly eyed glasses. So that always brings a huge (laughs) smile to their face.
0: Well, and it made it a human interaction. Like, you know, I mean, to the people that are watching this later, rewind for half a second watch my body language the moment that she pulled those out, you know? Cause I mean, like I even felt it myself, you know, because like when you're sitting here interviewing somebody, it's what do you do with your body? And you're thinking the whole thing through, right? So you're kind of paying attention to while the other person's talking, like, do I look at the camera? Do I look at the, cause they're not in the same place. So it's like, do I make eye right. contact with the person? Make eye contact with the camera? Do I sit this way? This, what am I doing? But as soon as you pulled those out, my whole body language just relaxed and I goofed off and I leaned around and I'm like, you know, it changes the conversation when you do something unexpected. It makes you human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does.
1: We all are human. That's We're all human beings having an experience. And that's the other thing. We're human beings, not human doings. So like sometimes just being in the moment and having fun with it, stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop worrying about maybe what you're having for dinner tonight. Like right now, I'm in the moment with Christina, and we're having a great conversation, And I'm enjoying every single moment.
0: Oh, me too. It's like, this is stuff that it's like, if you go look at all the people that have made it, you know, all of your like, idols, all the people that you, you know, admire and want to be when you grow up. They've done all the same stuff. They had a moment where they were just goofy and silly. And I mean, Russell Brunson, head of ClickFunnels, started life making potato guns. You know, like that's how he started making money was with potato guns. Go figure why he's great on stage and, <laughs> and amazing educators because he was just goofing off and having fun. Every single one of them, when you see them present, is having fun and they are not trying to do everything. They are not behind the scenes, you know, running the recording equipment, editing the videos, sending the emails, doing the social stuff, managing the signups and the register. Like they're not doing all that. But as an entrepreneur, we do. How many people are out here trying to figure out how to build a website and to add forms and to set up landing pages and to like, how many people are doing that stuff themselves? That is not your fun place. Why are you doing that?
1: No, it's not. And I like, I have this mental picture now. Can you imagine if you were a speaker on stage and you're attempting to do everything yourself, right? Okay, hold that thought. And then like, you're running to go record or stop the recording, or you're running around. It's like people would think you're crazy, Right.
0: Well, it's like I said, it's a thing. <laughs> it's technology do. has done us a disservice. I love technology. Don't get me wrong. My company went fully remote like September before the pandemic and everybody else joined us on the cool ship. But, it, you know, if you were trying to do that in person, no, you would never do all of those things. But when you're doing it remote, now all of a sudden you are. You know, it's like you're managing the Zoom stuff. You're trying to watch the chats. You're trying to have conversations. You're trying to make sure the recording is working, that the technology is doing what it needs to do, and that it's streaming out to YouTube and streaming out to Facebook. I'm like, and it's, it's the same thing. It's literally the exact same thing. How can you be present and on with your audience if you're running around the stage <laughs> checking all the stuff and hitting record and, like, it, it's, it's such a thing nowadays, like, Mm-hmm. People just have lost some of the the in person common sense and courtesy. So,
1: oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother rabbit hole we could go up to. Oh, it as is. Well.
0: It's like, but it, it really did like bring some of that back because, like, you start building connections with real humans, you start not being as stiff. Like, uh, women touch their hair, I've noticed, like, the whole time they're on camera, a lot of times they're just like, And it's exactly what you're talking about. It's that fear of not being enough. Like, do I look okay? And, like, you stare at yourself. Like, there's a whole thing I was reading about the other day where it's causing some issues with people emotionally because they can see their camera when they're talking with somebody. And so they can't look at the person. They're looking at themselves the whole time. And it's, like, a whole Uh, issue now. So there's certain software companies that are trying to change that so you can turn your camera off and turn just their camera on and but then people get nervous because they're like, oh, I don't know what I look like. I don't know how they're seeing me.
1: Well, it's funny because, you know, when you talked about like, do I look at the camera? Do I, look? I always look at the person? And I know I probably like maybe look cockeyed or slanty eyed or whatever it is, you know, kind of thing. But for me, it's about connecting with you you know, maybe not so much the the eye contacts there, but I'm always looking at the person that I'm talking to because I would do that in real life. Yep. You know, unfortunately, again, with technology, sometimes we're talking to somebody and we're looking down at our phone doing something else. It's human beings need that sense of connection. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I think that some of that is starting to go away a little bit.
0: Yeah, we've been having some fun um, with our office. We started this thing in Gather Town with a virtual office. And it is changing everything. I have met employees that have worked for me for a while that I haven't even talked to in maybe ever on some of them, but months on some of the other ones. And it's like you walk around your office and you encounter people and your cameras turn on. It's such a simple, stupid thing, but I don't think I realized how much I missed it. Like we were going into a meeting the other day and we're bringing someone in for an interview for a position and I brought them into our town. And we were walking up, like I met them over there. And I'm walking them over to our conference room and we're talking. And then one of my other team members walks up and joins the conversation. And we're making idle chatter as we walk over to the conference room. It was like such a stupid thing, but I missed it.
1: <laughs> well, it is, and I don't think it's stupid at all because I, I do realize, and I've I've kind of um, had some of that in teaching workshops or, or working with companies Is that with the Zoom technology and with everything that we're doing, some of that like water cooler talk has been lost. Right. Just the that was how you really got to know people Um, like, hey, how was your weekend? How was that? And sometimes we can come to these meetings and if we don't allow for enough of that, hey, get to know you time and you go right to the point, like you're getting right into the meeting. There's just not that bonding connection there. No matter how well you know someone, everybody wants to just have a few minutes of the casual, like, hey, how's it going? What are you up to? How are the kids? How are the dogs? I'm, you know, I'm a fur mom. So it's like, and when people know who you are, and that's what builds that relationship. No matter how good you are at what you do and like how you serve your clients, when they really know that you care, like sometimes one of the best things you can do it's just call a client and say, hey, how's the kids doing? Or like maybe they told you something and you're not calling them about business. You're not calling about anything. It's just, hey, I was thinking about you, wanted to know how this was doing or how, you know, your son was doing or whatever the situation. That really leaves an, a lasting mark on people that they they realize you have a heart and that you really do care more just about them and what and then business
0: yeah I think all of that is so powerful I've had so much fun talking with you um I do want to give you a chance to let other people talk with you so like everything that you do is so amazing so share with our audience a little bit who do you like to work with what specifically do you do to help them and how can they find you
1: well my my clientele a lot of them are both male and female um you know people who probably are kind of stuck in life. Like I like to work with people who are looking to level up, um, level up in both life and in business, because I believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I work with individuals, I work with um, companies as well. And um, I'm a speaker, so I'm available for hire, you know, in speaking capacity, doing workshops, those kinds of things, as well as that I'm an individual coach. So Sometimes it's just, you know, getting to the crux of the matter. And you talked about it. It's sometimes just the accountability. Like so many times we will do something for somebody else and we won't do it for ourselves. But I can teach you how to like self-motivate and start doing things for yourself because really you are worth it. And that's what, you know, bottom line is, is that we just question our worth. And so we'll do it for everybody else. We won't do it for ourselves. And so like I just, and the other thing that I sometimes forget to mention is I'm also a wedding officiant. So I'm (laughs) able to customize and do weddings. Now, if you want the googly eyed glasses, I can bring the googly eyed glasses to marry you. Um, But I have done um, numerous weddings in all kinds of different locations. And it's just such a fun experience to be able to be part of somebody's you know, day like that in such a unique way.
0: Oh, that would be a lot of fun. That is kind of a, a very interesting, like secondary skill thing happening there, but I like it. <laughs> so where could someone go to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you do?
1: The easiest way is just to go to my website, which is juliejones.biz, B-I-Z. I do claim to be the one and only Julie Jones. However, <laughs> the one and only, um, it's, you know, it's it's easy to find me, connect with me. I often, you know, well, I have it set up that you can even book a 30-minute complimentary call with me. And you know what? Whether you decide that I'm your cup of tea and that you want to work with me, but I promise you that, like, at least I will help you solve maybe one of your issues that you are having. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: That is one thing I think entrepreneurs need to leverage a little bit more like the number of people that will do a complimentary like 30 minute call with you is astounding. Like I can't tell you how many times I've been stuck on something and I found an expert and I've said, look, I don't know if I can hire you. I don't know if I need to hire you, but I would love to talk to you and pick your brain for like 30 minutes. Like I'm happy to even compensate you for the 30 minutes, but like I just would love to pick your brain for 30 minutes. The barriers that can break down and the knowledge that can give you is so powerful. You never know who you're going to want to hire after you do that or not. But there are so many just like very thoughtful, very amazing people that will give you a few minutes to help you solve a problem. I think that is so And powerful. sometimes
1: that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's just a couple of minutes, right? Because when you're in it and you have your own blinders and filters, you don't see it. And sometimes it just takes an outside perspective to give you a new way to look at things.
0: I think that's why people that end up hiring staff end up succeeding in a lot of ways because they end up with some people on their team that can give new perspectives and stuff like that and give them some accountability. I think like you have to hire somebody, hiring a coach, hiring, you know, a virtual assistant, hiring somebody can help give you like so much freedom and clarity in your day. It's amazing. So yes. Yes. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on and sharing all this with our guests. I feel like this was very good and very insightful conversations and I hope everybody got something out of it. Thank you for your time today.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you because it's been a true joy. Like I love talking to like-minded people and um, it's been awesome to spend this time with you.
0: Uh, Same here. It is so amazing to talk with other people that are helping other entrepreneurs do stuff and it's like with the same mindset and you just got to quit learning sometimes and just go do Go do is good and hire people, you know, like Julie that are amazing and can help you get past the things that are holding you back. It it changes your life. I promise I've done it. (laughs) All right, guys, this is your call to take action. Head over to etatoday.zone to learn how to build a business that enables your lifestyle instead of taking over your life. We've got lots of great, you know, interviews with people like Julie and other amazing entrepreneurs. So until next time, everybody, thank you so much.